Welcome to the Family Beacon Podcast from Minnesota Family Council with hosts Grace Evans and Moses Bratchard. Stay informed on the top stories on life, family, and religious freedom. Get the facts, stand for truth. Hello and welcome back to the Family Beacon Podcast. My name is Grace Evans. I'm here with my co-host Moses Bratchard. We are so happy to be here today, you guys. This episode is going to be amazing. We are just doing a recap of season one of Family Beacon. That's right. Season two is coming, yes. which we are so thrilled about. We're going to be making some changes, all for the better, of course. We're going to talk about the origins of the podcast, kind of how we got started, our journey. It was Moses's idea, actually. Um, how our dynamic on the podcast has improved, our top listened episodes, our favorite topics, and what's coming in season two. So we have really a lot to cover in this episode, and we're excited to hear your thoughts. Don't forget, if you have ever have thoughts on the podcast, you can reach out to us, moses at mfc.org. We'd love to hear comments, things you'd like us to cover in the future, pro-choice arguments you want us to debunk, you name it. Anyways, Moses, that, I think it's a long enough intro, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, no. So I think it's good to start with how on earth did we come up with right. the Family Beacon name? What made us have the idea that it would be helpful uh, to have a podcast on these topics? And I will say that just not to put the card before the horse, but the response has been so great. We are so grateful for the people who tune in every week on Anchor or Spotify or Facebook or YouTube or Apple Podcasts. And and we do post our shorter clips on uh, Instagram, on Facebook. And we're so glad for people who are on one of those platforms or all of them. Thank you so much. And and so we do feel as we as we put this season to bed, as we uh, take a take a little bit of time off and not very long to make some changes um, and that which I think will uh, make this better. It, it has caused Grace and I to reflect like what, yeah. why, how has this been so successful? And so where did it start? So it did start with with me thinking about that one of the main problems in our society in Minnesota and across the country is that there is so much information that it is so difficult to find the truth. And this is obviously not my original um, observation. Everyone knows that like 50 years ago, you had uh, just a few options. There was NBC, CBS, um, and ABC, (laughs) just the alphabet channels on the television, if you had television, and there was one or two local daily papers. Mm -hmm. That was where you got your news. And so here in the Twin Cities, maybe you had the Star or the Tribune, they were separate back then, and maybe you watched NBC. But um, now, not not only the internet, but we have, uh, so we have all these local and national and international news sources. My favorite example of this is something called the Epoch Times. Mm-hmm. And the Epoch Times has had this huge, um, uh, it, it just really exploded into the public consciousness, especially for people on the right. And people don't seem to realize that it's run by a Chinese cult. <laughs> <laughs> called the Falun Gong, and they're actually they seem like nice people. I mean, they're they're like their their whole thing is the Chinese government is harvesting our organs. That's like how they. That's like how. They, <laughs> I know it's crazy. So I haven't like, looked into this. Yeah, this is no, news to me. I just. But you can you can. That's news to me. Like <laughs> literally, like I know people who subscribe to the Epoch Times and they get a physical newspaper from this oh, I didn't even Chinese know they did that. cult, oh. and it's actually not that bad of a newspaper. Like honestly, they're they're pretty they're pretty solid on some issues. Oh, yeah, like some they're people, really I, good on 
attacking the Chinese government and um, when they need to be attacked. Uh, yeah, what were you going to say? Uh, well, I had another thought, too, I want to say. Yeah. There's this book I was reading recently. I was rereading it. It's called Here Comes Everybody. Oh. And it's kind of getting at what you're about to get at. And I don't want to steal your thunder by any means, but I think... No, steal it. You're Go. good? Okay. I think what Moses is about to say is that suddenly in our digital age with, with Gen Z, um, the iPhone generation, and everything available to us, suddenly anyone can publish content at any time, right? right? So it used to be it would have to go through a process, it would have to be edited, and then it would be filtered, and then finally be released. And it's hard. it was hard to get your content out there, right? But now every person has the ability to publish something without editing it, without filtering it, and upload it immediately to the web. And they automatically right. have an audience. Now, it might not be a huge audience, but they have an audience. And they have the potential of reaching multitudes of people. And so this uh, online generation, an online way of networking and getting news out really has changed the dynamic. And so Moses and I were thinking through those things almost subconsciously. I don't think we put that exactly into words, but we were thinking through this. How do we reach the digital generation? How do we get our news out in a way that you know, other people suddenly aren't getting newspapers delivered to their doorstep very much. Instead, they're on Instagram. They're scrolling right. through, trying to get their news on there Doom through scrolling. Epoch Times, like you're saying. A yeah. lot of my friends follow that news source, and I wasn't aware of much of what you were saying. <laughs> I don't follow them, but um, I, yeah, so I really, how can we utilize the tool that's before us and make sure also our content is quality? Because because yeah. that's happened, there's been a lot of problems of what we talk about on the podcast here of we have to cut through the noise. There's so much noise around us on yes. social media. People are saying this, they're saying that, nothing's certified. And even the fact checkers, so-called, are fact checking things that oftentimes don't need to be fact checked and the fact checkers are wrong. And so why we birthed this podcast, so to speak, was out of a desire to give you the facts so you can cut through the noise and get the truth yes. and stand for that truth. Yeah, and, and so we do that by uh, taking the topics that, that matter, that matter to uh people in Minnesota and around the country, and we, we do have listeners um, from, from everywhere, which is amazing. Uh, we, we, just, we just saw that someone <laughs> is listening to our podcast from uh, the island of Jersey, which is in the English Channel uh, between France and England. So, hi. Hello. <laughs> um, and and so, so, like, we, t- we take these issues that matter to Christians in Minnesota, mm-hmm. And, we, and and because Grace and I are Christians, and because we are um, because we work in this pro life, pro religious freedom space, we sometimes know what those stories are uh, easily because we're involved with them. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we're making those stories. Yeah. And and so and then we can we can bring that to you, and as Grace said, hopefully a way that's digestible and 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 cuts through the noise, um, because as as the title of the book Grace reference, I love that. Um, here comes everybody. Yeah. Like you're By hearing from your second cousin uh, how they think that people who are unvaccinated deserve to die or th- things like that, right? So, like you or are. Or like that poor man who was taken off of the donor list oh my recently gosh. for his heart transplant just because he was unvaccinated. Don't get me started yeah, on that. Yeah, so sad, <laughs> so tragic. There's just. And, yeah, so everyone's angry. sharing their opinions. And so. Yeah. We, we wanted this to be an asset for you because so many people listen to podcasts. I listen to podcasts and I love them, but so many of them are biased. Even the ones that 
uh, I agree with. There's definitely a bias. I mean, every podcast has a bias. They have their inherent belief systems, and we're very open about our bias. This is a Christian podcast, and you know that if you're coming to it, you don't have to be a Christian to listen. In fact, we welcome people that don't hold the same religion as we yes. do. But uh, we're very open about what our so-called bias. I mean, if you're for abortion, is. we're going to be biased against you. I mean, we're gonna. We're, yep. We would love to talk to you. But I would love to have you here on the podcast and listen yeah. to what we're saying because I think that's so important. I mean, breaking out of those echo chambers—that's a whole nother concept that we could go on about forever. But yeah. because of this world, online world, you know, here comes everybody. Everyone's posting. Everyone has content. You. It's really easy to to block out a lot of people that you disagree with and think aren't reputable and just follow the people that you agree with. And then you're stuck inside this echo chamber where you're only listening to people who agree with you and you're not really growing as a person. So I think it's really important that your yeah. viewpoints are challenged. Yeah. Obviously, listen to news sources you agree with, which is why we're here. But also, look at what New York Times is saying. Yeah. L- see what Challenge they're saying. Challenge yourself. And, mm-hmm. and don't, don't, don't shut out uh, people who disagree with you. I do. Um, I, I find that I try to give myself a balanced diet of news. And, and for me, that means looking at right-wing, left-wing sources, and then sources that are more reputed to be cent- centrist, like, say, The Economist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's something. And I, I want to say one more thing about our approach, uh, and then I'm going to ask you what your favorite episode that we've done yeah. is. But one more thing about our approach is that it, it's a combination of sort of faith and reason. So we're, we're trying to we're trying to bring our faith and apply our faith for for Grace and I both. Our faith is the single most important thing. It's why we're here. But then we're we're not just this isn't this isn't just a devotional um, podcast. You know, it, it, there are many of those and they're great. And I I hope you find one that you like. But we're also talking about uh, coming to the issues of the day and using our reason that God gave us to process those things, to process the all the all the noise that's out there, and and um, use our reason as like a hot knife that, that is able to cut through the the butter of yeah. uh, of, of all the different news stories that are out there. <laughs> I love that analogy. <laughs> that's kind of funny. I I totally agree, and I think I want to use just a brief example to illustrate what you yeah. just said because. Obviously, Moses and I, since we are Christians, uh, religion is the basis. Our religion is the basis of why we believe everything. It's the very foundation. And so, for example, with the issue of abortion, the reason, the primary reason that I'm pro-life is because of my religion. And why is that? You can... If you hear that on the podcast, you might think, oh, that's a weak argument. Why would you say that, Grace? The winning proposition is to not talk about religion. And that's that's very true in, in many circumstances. But I wouldn't have a moral code without my religion. Mm-hmm. If I didn't believe in Christianity and believe in the Lord, then I wouldn't have a moral status to say, well, murder is wrong. Uh, people deserve to not be murdered. And, and people have inherent value because every person is made in the image of God. Because they have something within them that can't be taken away if they they don't they're not more human if they develop more or because of what they contribute to society and so all of my this is all based on that foundational belief and if i didn't have a moral code then i don't think i would my position on abortion would not be strong because there are plenty of people out there that just say well i agree with you abortion is murder but what's so wrong about that right that's becoming a more mainstream view and so because our beliefs like this example are grounded in scripture we really have a backbone to stand on and so of course of course, you need to have the facts, you need to have the science, you need to, and science affirms what we believe, right, that life begins at conception, and I don't want to tangent it too much on this, but that's really the goal of the podcast, is we have this foundational belief in the Lord, and that shapes and strengthens our arguments from reason. Absolutely, yeah, and just to reinforce what Grace said, when we did uh, pro-life arguments a few episodes ago, uh, we did, we rebutted the the, the strongest pro-abortion arguments, mm-hmm. or I, I should say Grace did, and 
we didn't talk about God much. You know, we, we, mm-hmm. we really didn't. We really just gave a science-based, rational uh, rebuttal arguments to all those logic. arguments. Yeah, because that is the common ground that we can have with uh, when you're having a conversation with an atheist. But as Grace said, that, that fundamentally we are pro-life because, of, because Jesus comes first. And then everything else flows from that. Um, and, you know, if we're, if we're doing our jobs right. Um, and objective truth even because yeah. we pursue objective truth, right? That's, yeah. that's a whole goal of this is to spread the truth so you can stand for that truth. And, and because for religion, we know that objective truth exists and we pursue that truth. But if we didn't believe in a religion, I don't, if we didn't believe in the Lord, I wouldn't have a basis for that objective truth. That's true. Yeah. 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 So speaking of people who don't believe in uh, Jesus, <laughs> I'm going to ask about Grace's uh, favorite podcast episode, and oh. I know I know which one yes. it is. Yes. But tell tell us which episode was your favorite and why. My favorite podcast episode. Well, I loved the pro pro choice ones we did, where I where I debunked common pro choice uh, arguments from a pro life perspective, like we just so mentioned. Good. Loved those. Definitely listen to those. It's a good resource for you, and that. I got so passionate in that episode. But my all-time favorite, I have to say, was the one in which we talked about Satanism and the link between Satanism and abortion. And as you can tell, my favorite topic is talking about life because I'm so passionate about that. But it was really interesting. And honestly, it has been so helpful and relevant to my daily life, which might sound weird, but I'm going to give an example of that. I was just in D.C. for the March for Life, National March for Life, which was amazing, by the way. So So encouraging. I'm so jealous. (laughs) Biggest March for Life ever. Over 150,000 people, which is so cool. But anyways, point being made, I was there in D.C. I was about to get on the Metro and a Satanist walked up to me. He had the little Satanist logo on his shirt. and Like a pentagram? Uh, yeah, if that's what it's called. Like the star? Yeah, yeah, the star. Oh, yep. really? Yeah, he walked up to me, and I didn't notice it right away, which I feel like I should have, but it was kind of faded. So, yeah. And he said, hey, do you live around here? And obviously, I immediately was on the alert because yeah. I'm a girl, right? I'm a young girl in D.C., and I was carrying my pro-life sign. Pro-life is pro-woman. The future is anti-abortion. A few different ones in my hand because I was getting on after the march. Mm-hmm. And... I said, oh, no, uh, I don't live around here, but I know my way around, you know, making sure he knows that I know where I am. And I didn't want him following me anywhere, obviously. And then he said, he said something along the lines of, I don't want to misquote him, so this isn't word for word. But he said, oh, like Satanism has a lot to say about what you stand for or something. And I was just thinking like, yeah, I know. I know. Okay, neckbeard. I was like, yes, I've Seriously. Flipping idiots coming up. Do you... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, the idea that you would just... Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Did he have a fedora? Did no, he, he didn't have a fedora. fedora. I think he had a beard if okay, I remember right. Okay, okay, okay. I just, I just hate... I hate these um, massively online Satanists who, who like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you believe that life begins at conception? Well, Satanism has so much to say about that. Oh, I'm sorry. That just makes me so angry. I think, if I remember correctly, I think he said something about his cult, and it was something about um, just how abortion is a ritual that's sanctifying. Oh, there we go. It's a satanic ritual from the lips of Satanists. And that's what their website says. In that episode, I debunked it. And (laughs) I was just thinking to myself, like, inwardly laughing the whole time because – I know. I did a whole episode on this, dude. I have read your website. I know you think this is sanctifying. I know you think you're on the side of science. I know you think that this empowers women. And I know that you have all of these hypocrisies where you claim to be on the side of science. You claim to be on the side of uh, protecting women, and you don't. But So I, I just kind of smiled to myself, and what I, I don't remember if I've said these exact words. Again, I'm 
just the general general thing is of what I said was, well, uh, you're gonna find out you're wrong someday. I hope it's before you die, basically. I didn't yes. say before you die, but I hope you find out in in this world or something like yes, that. Absolutely. And so I walked away. Thankfully, there wasn't any violence. I think he walked away and he yelled something, but it wasn't. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so that Satanist episode, and also people have just been bringing that up to me, um, have been saying, oh, have you heard about this link between abortion and Satanism? Or sometimes people, there's a lot of Christians out there that are very staunchly pro-choice that I know or know online mm-hmm. that follow me. And it's, uh, I think it's really telling if you uh, you call yourself a Christian and you're advocating for the very same things that the Satanists are advocating for. If you're a Christian and you're on the side of Satanists, you should ask yourself why. And I yeah. said that in the episode. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to rehash the whole episode. Go listen to it. Awesome episode. It was a great episode. Yeah. So your favorite episode, well, though? Well, my favorite, honestly, I would say it's any episode where we've talked about um, Dobbs v. Jackson. And I think maybe specifically the episode we did on December 10th, which was called Be- Behind the Scenes at SCOTUS. So that was after the, the live hearing, uh, the, the Supreme Court um, oral arguments for the Dobbs mm-hmm. v. Jackson case. Because not only is that one of the biggest signs of hope that, we, that we've had for the pro-life movement in a long time and just such an energizing and amazing thing, but just to be able to like bring information uh, that, that I know isn't being reported on. Like Dobbs v. Jackson was being reported on, but like that episode in particular, I felt like I was able to bring a lot of research on that um, on that case and how it actually went at the Supreme Court. What did uh, Justice uh, Sotomayor say? What did mm-hmm. what did Justice um, Chief Justice Roberts say? What did Justice Kavanaugh say? And and what does that mean for the court's final decision? Of course, we don't know what the decision is yet, and we we can't predict. It's it's very dangerous to to make predictions about the Supreme Court because they do uh, they um, they they try to make that very difficult uh, for one reason. Uh, so, but just that episode was yeah, was that my was favorite. a really good and, one. And, and every time we talked about Dallas v. Jackson, I've just been so encouraged. When mm-hmm. we had Renee on to talk about yeah. that, Renee Carlson, our attorney, dynamite. Um, we love her. She is dynamite, and we will have her on again. Yeah, that, we'll that have would... True North Legal on the screen here and in the description, so you yes. can check it out. Yes, and that'll be so that'll be coming in season two. Yes, I want to tell you, um, our viewers and listeners, uh, which episodes um, were the most watched and listened to, mm-hmm. and so I'll, I'll I'll give you the four most. Uh, uh, watch and listen to, and I'll count. I'll count down. So the the, the fourth yeah. most listened to one was on critical race theory, and that's not really surprising because it's just such a big topic. And um, and and Grace and I were both a little bit nervous about addressing it because um, you know both of us have done done the work. Like we have both read and re- we've both read books about this. White we've, fragility. Yep. Um, yep. yep I, I've read both of those books, and and like. Just I, I have I've I've done my homework and yet I, I just I hate it when I see um, I, I do I do I, I see left wing people saying scoffing at people on Twitter and saying oh, um, right wing people they are inveighing against critical race theory they can't even spell critical race theory also critical race theory is something that's only taught at the college level and it's just so like you, you hear these talking points on CNN it's just unbelievable and then and then of course sometimes yeah you do CNN see is where I get people, my talking points personally <laughs> right. sorry. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that's your first mistake. So, and then and then you do hear occasionally conservatives saying something that well, this is critical race theory when it's completely unrelated to right. critical race theory. So there there is misconceptions. So we could have easily 
fall into those misconceptions, and I and I and I'm sure we did make some mistakes in that episode. But overall, um, mm-hmm. we hit the hit the topic in a way that uh, people really uh, resonated they with, and that's with. why it was our fourth. And most when episode. we posted, we post clips every week on our Instagram, yeah. short clips. When we posted the CRT clips, those performed so well. You guys really engaged with that, reposted it, shared it, and sent it to your friends and family. You know, because I think it really resonates with people when we're facing this on all fronts. It seems like sometimes, and so many people are buying into it. And uh, just we're able to, I hope and I pray that it was just a succinct uh, breakdown of what it looks like, how we can approach it from a gospel issue. And of course, there's so much more we could say on that and we will do future episodes on that. But I think it was a really good introduction for maybe those that weren't super familiar or hadn't approached it from a biblical perspective before. Yes, absolutely. So the third most viewed episode was on vaccine mandates. And again, not, not surprising. And that was one that generated some controversy, of course, because there are, there are people who, who think, well, the Christian position, you have to be for vaccine mandates. And, and that's, you know, um, thankfully, thankfully, that was a very minority mm-hmm. of the responses we got. The, most of the responses were, thank you so much for standing up for this. And I will just say, like, our organization, like, if you had told me in 2019 that we would stand, be standing up against government vaccine mandates... I would be like, this is insane. What is the, what what happened? <laughs> and yeah. yeah, now we are faced with the government trying to mandate people to get a vaccine. Yep. And um, and and in terms of researching for that episode, we discovered like the government has never mandated vaccines that have been in circulation for as short a time as the COVID nineteen mm-hmm. vaccines have. And it's, it's just like it's such a it's such a crazy thing, which is why after we filmed that episode, the Supreme Court threw out the Biden administration's um, vaccine mandate for large employers. And yep. and so like talking, hitting on that issue. But then, of course, many individual people in Minnesota and elsewhere have mandates from their employers, uh, uh, e- even if they're not being forced to by the government, they their employers are still enforcing that. So we hope that that uh, episode, well, we know that episode provided helpful information because of the response that we received, which has been amazing. Second most viewed episode was um, was on the scandal in the Minnesota GOP mm-hmm. last summer, and that was uh, really interesting. And I think common denominator here is that we just have, um, we were able to really talk about something that was very new and on people's minds. Mm-hmm. And um, so people were clicking on that. And um, that was kind of a kind of a really sad episode. I mean, really, I, I don't want to see, yeah. I don't want to see uh, the, the parties just descend into what happened. And, I, and, I, and I'm happy to say, uh, just a, a little update is that the GOP did elect um, someone to be the new chair, whose his name is David Hand, the Minnesota GOP chair. And and he is first of all just uh, he's got a much better reputation as a as a, a long time leader. He's a former state senator, um, and in fact, Renee worked for him. Oh yeah, I think she actually mentioned that. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our our, our attorney Renee was was uh, worked for him when he was in the state legislature, and so and I've had a chance to meet him. Seems like a great guy. And so the the point is the party is moving forward. We are nonpartisan, but we like to see uh, we like to see the parties not being led by sex criminals <laughs> oh yeah we absolutely stand. or people who uh people who affiliate themselves with sex criminals so that was a good thing that, and i think that it changed. was good that you know um our audience needs to know that we're willing to call the right and the left That's both yeah. radical sides need to be called out and we're not afraid to criticize both and i think we said that in the podcast too exactly. so that yep. was really good so our all-time top performing episode moses 
Drum Can roll. I tell you? Okay, it was the the title of the episode was is Texas oppressing woman oh, question mark yes. question mark question mark. <laughs> and guys, I think I came up with that title, or maybe you did. I was probably collaborative. Grace um, comes up with our best titles. I think that's thanks. pretty fair to say. But I think I thought the title is so funny. First of all, because it's so obviously untrue. Because abortion oppresses women, right? Not liberating them from the demonization of their children. That's not oppression. Um, so anyways, that was a great episode to film, you know, in the wake of everything that happened in Texas. And we just, we received such good support and thoughts on it. And I think the reason that it really resonated with people was because everyone was thinking about it at that time. So yeah. it was very relevant. And, you know, most of our audience is very pro-life. That's probably their number one issue of most of our audience. Mm-hmm. And so I think whenever we do pro-life stuff, people really like to see that. And we we're also very animated in the episode. So I think that's probably why it was the number one. Do you have yeah. more thoughts? Oh, yeah. No, I, I think um, I absolutely do. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I didn't get a chance to say what my favorite thing to talk about was. Oh, yeah. On the yeah, podcast? So, yeah. Yeah. So Grace's thing, favorite thing to talk about is life. That's not surprising. If you've seen the podcast, that's mm-hmm. that's the thing that gets her up in the morning. And I was thinking, like, what is that for me? And mm-hmm. it, and there's so many issues. And uh, and life is a huge one. Um, and I think mine is mine is related to that. But it's probably the family mm-hmm. and I think my I mean being Minnesota a dad, family council family beacon yes yes I, I we work for the Minnesota family council so this is not shocking but also as a dad as a husband um, and having a new uh, baby on the way so I'm just really thinking about this right now and also one thing uh, just one thing that's really been pressed home to me during the pandemic is how birth rates have just tanked and um, and I just like when you have a low birth rate, and that by low I mean below 2.1 children per woman, you have to have 2.1 mm. children per woman, or society will die. And most countries in the Western world now are below that rate. And some countries like South Korea are down at like 1.3 children per woman. Oh wow! Yeah. South Korea. South Not Korea. North Korea. Wow. North Korea is pretty low too. Yeah. But yeah, South Korea and Japan have the lowest in the world. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, we'll have to talk more about that. Yeah. So I, I don't think we've even we have talked a little bit about fertility. Yeah, we definitely declines. talked a little bit about it. Um, but but that is honestly mm-hmm. like not just fertility decline, but the idea, basically pronatalism, kind of a big yeah, weird term. Yeah. But that's like that's my biggest issue. If you if society is not pro children, if individual mm-hmm. people are not pro children, I just saw something on a blog about this 22-year-old girl who's getting her um, tubes tied so that she can never have children because she thinks that this is such a horrible world and it's a horrible crime to bring a child into the world. And that's just false. It's false, and it's false, and not only that, but if you if you have enough people who believe that, mm-hmm. uh, and who um, like who have know, abortions, and celebrities or who, talk about that too, because right. you know we did that episode on Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Yeah. So that it's making me think of that yes. episode. I think that was one of our first ones. Mm-hmm. But right. it's really so, detrimental. So people, people, and they're they're not they're not actually not having children. They're just limiting themselves to two. If I remember the story right, directly. and some people are having literally no children. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just think that is some people are not getting married either because they're scared. Right, right. Mm. So, so the, just and that's 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 part of it too. The idea of people not getting married, not even getting into sexual relationships. Honestly, like people yeah. are just sitting at home on their computers alone, <laughs> and and not getting married, not having children. Our society is 
you know, if that continues, uh, we're, we're going off a cliff. Mm -hmm. um, China's birth rate is declining so precipitously that if current trends hold, there will be more Americans than Chinese mm -hmm. by 2100. Okay, there, wow. t t for context, there are 330 million Americans and 1.4 billion Chinese people wow. right now. So, like, that's what, that's what birth rates can do to a society. Okay, so, so I think it, I I think it goes back, though. A little bit. <laughs> no, that's, that's really good. And I think it goes back to the fact that ultimately people, every person is relationship-oriented, and we need relationships yes. in our life. We're relationship-driven people. Why is that? Again, it goes back to our Christian beliefs. Whether you're a Christian or not, you were made this way. You were made to have a relationship with people because you're made to imitate our Creator, right? And so we are, first and foremost, relationship people, people that are made for that. And so our society, you know, much of it is throwing that away, doesn't want those relationships. And yes. so that's really hurting our society as a whole. And I want to add on just slightly briefly because I, when I, when you said my favorite topic is is talking about pro-life stuff. It's so true. But mm -hmm. I immediately thought pro-children stuff. So I'm very much on the sure. same page because mm -hmm. we did that one episode on how screens harm children. Yes. And I love talking that about that so because good. I'm so passionate about that. I've read a lot on that. And children are the most victimized and oppressed group in the entire world. One of my favorite conservative commentators, Alice Stuckey, says that all the time. And I think that's so true because there's so many ways in which children are hurt and victimized um, by people that are older than them. And I'm so pro uh, just protecting children in various ways, right? Protecting them from so many things that harm them. And so I love what you said, and I think it's great because that's, I thought of that even before you said that. I'm mm -hmm. obviously pro life is the main way in which I fight for that, yeah. but pro children in general. So, yeah, exactly. The, the issue does not end, as so many pro abortion people like to say, the issue does not end when the child is born. Mm -hmm. Pro life people are pro life for the whole life and including the whole of the child, uh, of childhood. Okay, so as we come in for a landing, this last season, or uh, last episode of a first season, I can't believe we're here. I know. It's, honestly, it's, it's just such an amazing It's been feeling. so fun, honestly. It has been so I've fun. I've loved it. Like, this is our job, Moses. This Sometimes is our job. I, I think can't about that. It. I it's my job is I'm a podcaster it's not just this <laughs> hobby thing and I think I was saying that on Instagram recently on my personal Instagram mm -hmm. I was like yeah so cause someone asked me what I was what my job was and what I do mm -hmm. and I explained it I was like so I'm a podcaster I'm a podcast host and I kind of laughed because it's kind of funny yeah but it's also very serious like what we talk about is very serious and it's not just this little side gig thing we have going and right. we film it in the garage no we do this for a living you know yes yeah i mean I, we, we do a lot of other stuff yeah well fair. yeah we do so many things but, but yeah the podcast is 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 it's a great way to educate people yeah the the people um people have told us that it's been really helpful to them and that is so that's just like what why we keep doing this mm -hmm. is because we are hearing that this is providing people information that they didn't have or a take that they didn't have on an, on an issue that they heard about but they didn't know what how how christians were mm -hmm. responding to it or something yeah so, so what's coming in season yeah. two moses because yeah. I, th I mean we have a lot of stuff planned i'd like to tell our audience some of the things maybe not everything yeah. they gotta be a little surprised well okay this is fun i don't know if you're if you're watching Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's obvious. It it no, it wasn't necessarily obvious. Wait, are we? No, I don't know if we should spill the beans, though, Moses. No, I'm gonna spill the beans. <gasps> no, we can't spill the beans. I'm gonna spill the beans. Okay. So, okay. So like, if, if I don't know if you've noticed this, maybe it's really obvious. Um, but this background is animated, so um, there isn't actually. This is a green screen. It is a green screen, <laughs> and so the 
Um, and that has been great. We're so grateful for our videographer, Jack, mm-hmm. who's given us this really awesome professional-looking background. Um, and I love the background, too. I, I do so love good. the background. But yeah. we're basically, we're going to, uh, because that requires so much video processing time, and, and uh, we're going to move to a actual physical backdrop. So um, that's going to be awesome. I think it's going to look great. More details when you tune into Season 2. Another thing is that we're going to just have better audio because we're just going to have a better audio setup. So I think um, we're getting rid of the headphones and just going to have the We might mics, be getting rid which, of the headphones, That's my yeah. vote, guys, just because I know this is so petty and probably half of you guys are going to laugh, but it messes up my hair, and I want my <laughs> hair to look normal on the podcast. <laughs> I, oh I just – I don't know. I'm excited for that, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for that. And then, yeah, we have a few other things. We might have a new <laughs> – Okay, well, okay, in my defense, Moses does some really weird things, too. Like, today I walked into the office, I walked past past the door, and he pops out at me, and he goes, boo, and he scared me, and I screamed. Like, this is what I endure at work. I'm pretty sure that is normal, whereas not wearing headphones because it messes up your hair is not normal. Wanting your hair to look good when you're broadcasting to tons of people isn't normal. Did you almost say millions of people? I said tons of people. I was going to say a multitude, but I think I already said that. Oh, so okay. then I was like, wait, yeah. I can't say the same. Lots of people. Not millions yet. Help us hit the um, – with your, your five-star review on Apple could help us hit the millions. <laughs> Mark, okay. And okay, uh, we do want to so say one we're, more thing we're gonna, is that oh, go ahead. we will have our, our new assistant director of public policy, Becca Delahunt. She woo, will woo. come and join us One on of the my podcast. close friends. Love her. She is awesome. She's a – absolutely going to take the capital by storm girl power I, is real um i will not repeat that but um <laughs> and the, the, she is entering the battle for life family religious freedom and i'm so amazed i'm so excited to see what she will do yeah. so from moses and grace from the fortress of sanctitude in minneapolis <laughs> minnesota minnesota this has been season one of the family beacon from minnesota family council where you can get the facts so that you can stand for truth thank you so much for watching and we will see you in season two go comment grace would be better ceo bye <laughs>